Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to share this with you, and thank you for tuning in and, and listening in as we uh, we seek to connect the Sundays together, and we get to hear from uh, different church members. Uh, Brent Bullard, our lead pastor, is here as well. How are you today? Oh, so good. It's good to be back, and uh, I guess I was back last week as well, as we heard from Roberto. Yeah. Uh, and uh, today we're able to sit down with Andy and Sarah Farrell. Woo! <laughs> people, are, people are clapping right now in their cars and at home. It's just ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, thank you for, for being here and, and sharing with us today. Um, again, as we've, we've said before, you know, this is just an opportunity for our church family to uh, get to know each other better. Um, you know, there'll be a little pic- picture of you posted with this. And, you know, I think when people see you and they can know your story, uh, that allows them to connect with you all the more quickly, and um, so. And as we've seen, lots of new people coming. You know, it's it's important. It's an easy way for for them to get to know a large portion of our church already. It's just been we've been doing this over a year now, and um, getting to share this with folks. So thanks for being a part of that. Uh, and so we just want to start with a little bit of your story and how you came to know Christ and that kind of thing. So, so Andy, I'd love to start with you if you could just share a little bit about your upbringing and how you came to know Christ and your uh, experience with the church. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in Houston, uh, and we went to a Bible church then. I think I, I might have some memories of a Baptist church, mm-hmm. some Christmas party or something. But anyway, we grew up at a, a church called Baraka Church, uh, which was a Bible church, and uh, it was very heavy on Bible doctrine. Of course, I was young when I came to Christ. Uh, my mother led me to the Lord. Mm. Uh, I would have to say she was the most influential spiritually in my life, mm. in our family. And um, so I was, I was saved young. I um, Then when I got to, to college, I think I, would, I, I could probably uh, relate somewhat to the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that I'm proud of that, but uh, it was nice to be welcomed back hmm. by, by a loving God. And hmm. um, yeah, I don't know how far I'm supposed to go. It's <laughs> just about my testimony. Yeah, that's great. Okay. No, thank you for sharing that. Sarah, how about you? How did you grow up and when did you come to know Christ? Well, I always went to church. I was raised in the Catholic church. Hmm. I went to um, both public and Catholic schools in my uh, grade school, and then I went to high school at a Catholic school. So I always knew who Christ was. I always knew the story. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that I really came to the Lord until I met Andy and... Um, Went to church with him at Bracken. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when was this? When did you all meet? How old were you when you met? 23. We, I graduated from University of Houston. He graduated here, and then we were working together. And um, I had gotten my degree in forestry here. Of course, there are no jobs in forestry. Um, and they're cranking out six or seven hundred kids, you know, a semester. If you are a forestry student, that may or may not be true, <laughs> yeah. but we're happy you're in Nacogdoches and at SFA at a That's Grace right. Bible Church. Yeah. So you just keep on studying there. 
And I'm hoping there's no forestry uh, professors in the race right now, but it's true. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I had taken a horticulture class, ended up uh, working for a nursery, a chain nursery in Houston mm. uh, on a landscape uh, crew. And uh, Sarah was a store manager, this uh, Paul's Green Thumb Nurseries. I had three stores, and she was uh, managed one of them. And I was sitting in the landscape office one day, and she comes bebopping in, uh, <laughs> uh, even livelier than she is now. <laughs> and uh, they sent several of us off to uh, some schooling, uh, some nurseryman schooling, and we went together, and we. Uh, went to a couple other events, a foliage show in Florida, and we came back holding hands. <laughs> and the rest is uh, history. Very good. So, so what was that like, Sarah, when uh, when Andy eventually invited you to go to church with him? What was that like? That's very different, I'm sure. A Bible church very different than Roman Catholic background. So, can you tell us about some of that experience? Well, we'd been married for a while before we did that. Okay, yeah. We'd been married for a while. We got married at the Catholic Church, but um, we put the stipulation in there that I would not have to be, you know, raise my kids as Catholic. Yeah. And, but yeah, we would. Because I, I refused. He brought that up, and I said, no, we're going to have to cross that out. Wow, there you go. So anyway, we went and they were studying Revelation. So I got scared because <laughs> he, he dissected every single word in there and told the whole story because uh -huh. he teaches from the Greek and Bob, Hebrew. Yeah, book, book yeah. by book. Yeah, book, I mean, you know, word by word. Yeah. And, you know, I really came to know the Lord. And, of course, his mother had a very big influence on me because she was nice and calm and peaceful and... Um, I, his parents didn't like me at first. <laughs> they thought that I was just a little wild. But we came to love each other. And um, and I would say that his mom was my spiritual mm. input too. Mm, praise God. Yeah. That, that's, what, you know, that's a huge thing when you begin to understand the story of Scripture and grace and all these fit together in the thread of redemption and God, man, Christ response and how that begins to impact us. So tell us, how did you end up getting from uh, the Houston area to back to Nacogdoches? Okay, well, I went to school here. Yeah, yeah. We've already talked about that. And <clears throat> so I, I, I worked for this nursery for, I think it was only about a year and a half or so before I decided, hey, I can do this. And... Uh, stepped out in a partnership in the landscape business there, and the, it, and I was let me see I, there was a couple of businesses that I was related in related to landscaping, and then the uh, the the oil depression of uh, I don't know what years it was, but the oil business went bad, and so all those guys that lost their jobs in uh, oil-related fields started landscaping. Hmm. <laughs> Seemed like, and I don't know. I, we were we had 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 our first child and uh, both of them, and I just was not real keen on raising. Our, or we weren't real keen on raising our kids in Houston, mm -hmm. and so I 
was questioning if I was in the right line of work. So my thought was to come back here, get my master's degree, and then perhaps a job would open up in forestry that way. So that's how we got here, and that was about 83, 84. 86. Uh, 86. <laughs> the <laughs> 80s. It was, run together. it was all such a glorious blur. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so you all, so you, you end up coming back to Nacogdoches. How did you end up swinging back around? Uh, cause I presume you didn't attend maybe Grace Bible when you were in college. Uh, so what was it? How did y'all end up choosing to, to get connected here at, at Grace? We went through, uh, visited several churches around town. Uh, Baptist, I guess. I don't, I don't know if there's any other Bible churches at the time, mm-hmm. but, um, and then we went through a Sunday where I had a problem with something that was presented and mm-hmm. said, okay, well, let's keep looking. And uh, we came to came here the following Sunday. And uh, I remember Rick Hurst was one of the first people to, and the Hintzes, uh, the Wrights, very, very, open, you know, welcoming mm. group of people. And the doctrine sounded solid from from what I could tell, and it has remained that way. So, so y'all have been at, you've actually been at Grace for f- four decades, no, three decades. Tom Crago yeah. was the pastor at that point. Mm-hmm. So we went, we were with Crago, then um, Bruce, Bruce was, yeah, was he next? Mm-hmm. And Justin, and who came after Justin? Correct. Uh-huh. So we, yeah. So you all, I mean, you're very faithful people uh, through all that. You've seen a lot. You've seen the building of the new sanctuary mm-hmm. um, back in 2004. You've seen a lot of shifts in your life. It's had a lot of shifts. You've had uh, not only three children, right, but uh, grandchildren as well now. Seven and grandchildren now. Seven grandchildren. Uh, so you've seen so many different waves. And one of our goals in this as well is is to help present, you know, as Grace relocated where it currently is in 51, uh, one of the goals to be a, a mission alike to the students, to the campus, the professors, administrators, everybody else, is knowing that many of them will be like, uh, like you know, uh, sparks will be taken off in all kinds of different areas. Uh, you all have endured a lot as a, as a married couple and, and even more recently with uh, your grandson, uh, Lane, and your own health issues, and yet... You've stayed not only faithful to each other, but faithful in trusting the Lord uh, and connected into uh, this local body through the years. Uh, what insights can you share about that experience through trusting Christ through suffering, that, that our faith is more than just when times are easy? Uh, can you all just speak to that for a little bit? Well, I, um, I guess one of the big awakenings was when Kelly was born and... I mean, that was a hard thing. She had, her bilirubin count was real high. And we didn't get to stay with her in the hospital. We'd taken her home and then didn't have enough light for her. And we had to put her back in the hospital and leave her. And she was her in intensive care intensive for Intensive care days. for several days, yeah. And so we couldn't stay with her. And her bilirubin count got to 19. And they said at 20 they do transfusions. Mm. Well, the top... Um, Headline in the paper was AIDS. 
and they would not take Andy's blood. And oh. so we're sitting there going, mm, yeah, they wouldn't allow that to happen. So anyway, we just, I mean, I just went home and prayed and prayed and prayed. And we got back the next morning and it had dropped 18.5. And so it continued to go down. So I think that was one of my big um, trustings in the Lord because that that was a hard thing right. to leave your baby in the hospital. Yeah. And then what? Oh. Then with Lane, you know, this, this is her son here. She's uh, preparing to do a retreat. And she's one of the speakers, and she finds out, oh, my child has cancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a really hard thing for all of us. I mean, it was a blessing that they found out how it, you know, was there because he had a stomach ache, and they did a scan, and they found it. And normally that doesn't happen. It's in one of his kidneys. Way, in one of his kidneys, Yeah. So they removed all that, and now he's going through chemo, and he's being such a big boy. Mm-hmm. But the big thing to me was another thing is that Kelly came to me and said, Mom, you know what? Lane is not my son. Lane belongs to God. Wow. And God gave his only son for me mm. to die on the cross for my sins, and who am I to claim my son? Mm. So she had to completely revamp her speech, you know, her talk for for her uh, retreat group. And Mm. that was just a real eye-opener to me, again, to God's faithfulness and how he has worked not only in in our lives, but in our children's lives. They're all in ministry, and our grandchildren are coming Mm. to the Lord, and it's... It's a blessing. Yeah, I'll go back to your your the, the point of, of your your question. I think was how did how did we how did we come up with this ability? Um, I I think my my mother had terrible back issues all all since I was in high school. Uh, she fell and she had a disc, and it's just grew from there. It was it was a, a pain for her, excruciating pain the rest of her life. Yet, she was able to maintain uh, she did not she did not blame it on God. She she continued to love God and praise God. And in her own quiet way, she showed a lot of strength in that. And I think that was a she was an example to everyone around her that, wow, how can she be so uh, so solid in her faith when she's in this kind of shape? Mm. And between that and this church that we went to and learning, uh, it was referred to as faith rest. Uh, um, that kind of grew on me also between the two. I've I've learned to that God's God's got God's not surprised by anything mm-hmm. that we are. Mm. He knew it was coming, knows knows how it's gonna come out. And any 
any worrying and uh, wringing our hands about any of it. It's not going to do, not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Sure, we pray about it, uh, but that's uh, that. That was my background, and it seemed to have served me well so far. <laughs> I still, you know, with I had some pretty major couple of years health-wise with my heart and a couple other things that uh, were bad and uh, God brought me right through those fine Hmm. and I'm feeling great today. Hmm. Sarah what was that like so I remember uh, Andy you took me fishing caught uh, one of the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Yeah and I pulled the the old trick on him of not putting the drain plug in yeah. Um, now I want the record to show I was I not could. Stephen. I was not going to mention that on the podcast in front of the whole church, but it is true. Oh, Andy and I went for a great time together. So kind to take me out fishing. We got up early that morning and went out, didn't we? And uh, boy, you know, I have I might have put on a few pounds there with all the love food I was getting when I first came here. <laughs> but I noticed, uh, boy, the boat was sitting really low in the water, and we're starting to come back in. And Andy's like, boy, this is really, you know, how big are you, Brent? Uh, and as we're coming in. <laughs> I'm goosing it. He's just, yeah, yeah he's hammering it. Yeah. And we're like pretty close to capsizing, right? Well, let's Going not under. get too dramatic. Not too dramatic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, enough to be hopeful that we would get to shore quick, right? Well, I was playing my physics trick where you drive fast enough, the water will go out faster than it can. There you go. There you go. Give it to the physics teacher to be able to bring us home. (laughs) But he made us home. My life was never in danger. Kind of great fish that day. We won't talk about how many. We won't talk about how many. He was so kind and so hospitable that he chose to not catch any fish and let me catch a fish that day to make me feel good about myself. Good good man. So we get back, yeah, and then we pull the boat out and then realize, oh, the drain plug was not in the boat the whole time. So you're a man of hospitality, and uh, you retired. And then, uh, obviously, the uh, uh, the heart issue, uh, that's putting it minimally. And I remember being over there at Memorial uh, Hospital and seeing you, and, uh, of course, your ability to kind of ride things with humor, but also a faith through all those things, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty scary time, right? And, uh, and then you entered back into the workforce here uh, as a teacher uh, in, in COVID for that last year. Um, so I'd love to hear both your perspectives of being in this season of life, going through those very fearful things, uh, fearful, fear-inducing. I know the church faithful in prayer for you, as you said, but those are serious kind of life-jarring situations. Um, uh, can you, I don't know, just give us some insights into your heart and mind through those things. Are you talking about the employment? Could be, yeah, yeah, could be the employment. Yeah, the employment going back in, being willing to have an open-handed enough on your career to say, okay, I was going to retire and do also these all these. You've got incredible craftsman abilities. You were you had a career set there. You had the heart situation, and then went back into the classroom. Uh, and so, I'd love to hear uh, if you would. You can speak about that, how those things shifted, uh, and 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 or also uh, about the medical situation is that that developed there. Okay. Well, as far as the, uh, yeah, I, I, I taught at Cushing for, uh, about 10 years. And that last year, um, I think I had actually retired before, uh, any of the heart thing happened. Right. 
and I took uh, the next year, yes, I was doing some uh, semi-contracting uh, uh, outdoor projects and such. Um, and that proved to be pretty hard on my back. So that was going on. The heart deal came on. So I was kind of, it seemed like I was getting some signals that maybe this wasn't what God wanted me to do. So I went uh, back into the classroom last year and uh, and then I chose to retire again because I, I saw why I retired in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remembered pretty quickly and um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. There was there was a few a few uh, things that happened that kind of showed me well this is not the way. So I'm st still kind of uh, waiting to see. I've got a couple of you know I'm thinking maybe a handyman kind of a deal now. I've got a couple of, of small jobs to work on right now. Mm -hmm. and we'll see how that goes with my back um, and. Either that'll work, or God'll have something else lined mm. up for me. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and you take it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I work at Lowe's, and and I love that. Um, in the garden center, you know, that's God's creation, and mm -hmm. it's so nice to go in there in the mornings and just walk around and see the beauty that He has created. And I can also use that time for prayer. Mm as I just go through there and people come to mind and I pray for them and, you know, it's, it's refreshing mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I like, like he said, I worked in the nursery business before for 15 years and I, I learned a lot in those years. And so I'm able to pass some knowledge on to people because usually at Lowe's people don't know anything. <laughs> that's, that's me actually usually when I go to Lowe's and I go to the garden center and I see Sarah I'm like okay hey am I going to kill this and she's like no he'll be alright <laughs> but but I enjoy doing that and, and I you know um, you know I help with Glory Gang on Sundays I've done that for 10 years and I think that has been one of the big blessings in my life because it's it's helped me to be able to share the Lord with others mm -hmm. and do it, um, you know, in a, in a kind way <laughs> mm. and not bombarding people and just letting them know that, um, Christ is love and we're here to love people. And I do the same thing at Lowe's, you know, at my, at my job, I just do the same thing. So, um, I think that one of the things that I've learned about through the Bible studies and the many ministries that I've helped with here mm -hmm. is that God wants us to be joyful in everything. Mm -hmm. And so I know that people come in sometimes and they've had bad days, they've had bad experiences. Um, and I try to smile and welcome them and just, you know, be kind, mm -hmm. be kind. That's one of my, and be joyful. Yeah. Because that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. Well, that's remarkable. That was one thing that's uh, impressed me about both of you is not only your approachability that you both have. I think, uh, I know with health and COVID and everything else, but when I remember you telling me the first Sunday, you're like, we're coming back this Sunday. We're going to, mm -hmm. you were coming back. I mean, it was a, 
you, you all had some health, you had some health issues and yet you know, you came back and you're all's nonverbals, your kindness. Uh, that's a dangerous thing. I'm going to preach or preach far too long if you smile too much at me, but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it's a joy. And then just how you care for people, you, you will approach anybody. And, mm-hmm. uh, that is a, that is a beautiful thing that shapes a culture of, uh, of being a, a caring church, mm-hmm. uh, and congregation. So we're, grateful for you all. We're grateful for your, your faithfulness to the Lord and, uh, and steadfastness here at the church through these many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, if you, I want to encourage you, congregation, if you've uh, not met Andy and Sarah, they are people that you want to want to know and, uh, and see. So be sure and uh, tell them you heard them on the podcast. You want to get to know them and take them out to dinner, right? Isn't that a... <laughs> That's right. the best way yeah. to yeah. become friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this Sunday, uh, we're continuing through the book of Exodus. Um, the choir is going to be up this Sunday, and um, we're thankful for that and for the way that the Lord has used that. Um, but uh, can you give us a little bit of insight in where we're going and what we'll be expecting to, to think about? Yeah, Exodus 4, 1 through 18 this Sunday, and uh, we're going to really kind of look at the this the further components of this interaction that, that the Lord has with Moses. He's given him the commissioning. And, and the Lord gets to the heart of the matter with Moses and that the reality is he just does not want to go. Uh, yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about uh, not really a pragmatic sermon as much as kind of insights of what do we do when our will is not to do the will of God. And so we're going to look at four questions that we ought to ask ourselves and then one simple next step that we ought to take. And it's where Moses begins. And we'll kind of let the a spoiler alert here. But... Uh, Toward the end of the scene, uh, he asked, you know, please don't send me. Uh, please send somebody else. The Lord does not uh, abide by his request. And uh, instead, he provides, of course, Aaron and meets all those things. And the next scene we get uh, towards the end, 17, 18, is that he goes to his father-in-law, Jethro, and asks him permission to go back to his land to check on his people. And and I think that's a very intentional next step. We can get so lost, be it politics in our culture, uh, whatever the latest news cycle is, uh, or even just some big grave grief that's just so overwhelming, instead of just taking the very simple next step of starting in our home with loving and caring, being attentive, uh, walking out our faith in the home, and then going from there with family. I think there's very practical insights to that, uh, that that can inform each of our faiths when we don't know where to start, we don't know how great it is, just look at your home, have a conversation, and watch what the Lord does with that. Uh, and so it's a it's a insightful text. It's a it's an incredible interaction. And uh, what I've seen so much in Exodus here, even in preparation, is how much you can actually really relate. Your heart can really relate to this. You get frustrated reading about Moses. You're like Moses, why don't you get this? And then you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm like that. Yeah, <laughs> slings back around to ourselves. So it's going to be a, a blast to be able to to sit in this text together. That's good. Well, Andy and Sarah, thank you all so much for being here and sharing with us a little bit. Um. God is an encouragement to us through your story and and through the way that um, that He's worked in your lives, and we're just so thankful for your faithfulness and uh, for the encouraging the encouraging, like you said, joyful people that you are. Uh, we're just just so grateful to know you and thankful for you know the time for you to share with the rest of our church. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking us. Yeah, of course. In church, we love you, and we'll see you this Sunday as we worship our Lord together. <laughs>